Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends like my friend, my good friend, Neely <laughs> Piazza, doesn't let friends feed kibble. What's up, Niels? Not much. Just sitting on the couch with puppies in my lap. Well, because what, you're having a five-minute break in between the, the three other courses <laughs> you're already signed up to take? Yeah, right. So I had a consult this morning and I have fixing to sign up for another class <clears throat> here when we get done and yeah multiple things happening extra classes and homeopathy and yeah so busy 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 you are you know i can't imagine how much education you have done in the past 20 years and when i really look at the health professionals that are um actually prescribing and um, diagnosing our animals, they do like, uh, maybe, I don't know, a week's worth. And I'm thinking this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a pretty decent background in formal, formal education, but a good portion of what I do is kind of on my own and off the grid, so to speak. But um, that's how you learn new things. And that's how you, um, you know, figure out what other people are doing and what's working and what isn't. And, um, kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening. You know what, because you're doing this education, there might be a knock at your door from the FBI. And, uh, there's what in the world do you think that you're doing? educating yourself in health how dare you thinkers no thinkers (laughs) no thinking allowed you are an extremist (laughs) yeah you're a danger you're a danger that's probably true too (laughs) (laughs) going around spreading all this all these uh truth bombs that nobody people don't want anybody to know about uh all right so here's what i want to talk to you about today are these warts, warts on dogs. So I sent you a picture of uh, somebody who has this little dog who's got these warts. Now, this is a senior dog. I don't know that just senior dogs get warts, but how do you tell whether it's something other than a wart? Or how do you identify this is a wart or a skin tag? Or are those the same skin tag and warts? Um... You know, I I don't know the correct technical answer to that, but, you know, warts, tumors, growths, whatever, they're, they're all similar. Um, and older dogs are more prone to them. And then you end up with, you know, lipomas and um, fatty tumors and cysts and um, all kinds of different lumps and 
lumps and bumps and things. So, it, you know, it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to determine if it's, well, everybody knows kind of what a wart looks like, you know, it's kind of bumpy uh, and lumpy. It's got a lot of bumps on it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard and it's, it's hard to tell from a picture too, because if you can't feel it, a lot of times a, um, a wart will have kind of a texture to it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like little finger ish kind of things. Um, or be not hairy, but, um, Ew. you know, like, oh, how kind of like a paintbrush. Well, are they, are they, are they something that you need to mess with? I know that you had some good suggestions for what to do uh, with warts and we can talk about that, but um, would you just leave them be or would well, you mess with them? I, yes. I pretty much leave them alone unless they're in a, a, um, a spot where they're continually being uh, broken open and um, tra- you know, traumatized or bleeding or something like that or, um, a lot of times older dogs will get gross on their eyelids and sometimes mm-hmm. they, sometimes they interfere with their vision or they'll be underneath or, um, some reason the ones on the eyelids get caught a lot and then they bleed like crazy. So, you know, if they're not really causing a problem, I, or painful or something, I definitely would leave them alone and, uh, you know, do some um supplemental things to kind of help the body dissolve it and get rid of it um but you know it can be it could be a cyst it could actually be a wart it could be um it could be a small lipoma it could be a tumor of some sort it could be sometimes sometimes small mast cell tumors look like warts my tendency would be to leave it alone but do those are those developing because the body's trying to take the trash out? Yeah, I don't think that's what warts are, but but yeah, little tumors and collections and stuff like that, pretty much. And you know, if it's a skin cyst, it's usually um, can be like from a an ingrown hair or um, a, a follicle that is inverted somehow, and then the skin cells are sloughed off inside rather than outside things like that but they're usually not not a big deal it's a body's way of encapsulating something all right so i want to ask you this what would you do what are the supplemental things that someone can do um internally and externally for these so-called warts um, and if you have a question about if it's a wart or not, you can always uh, go over to to, um, to Neely's site, wholeanimalwellness.com, wholeanimalwellness.com, and blow up her chat and uh, ask her. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've had the most luck with, um, depending kind of on what it is, but these things work for pretty much the majority of those things that we talked about. So 
Um, adding medicinal mushrooms are a great help for that. So we have the immunity blend, um, and then the chaga mushrooms and the turkey tail mushrooms. So if you think it's a tumor, I would do all three. If you think it is, um, just a growth, um, you could probably just do the immunity and the additional turkey tail. I know the immunity has turkey tail in it, but adding more will be helpful for that. Um, and then as far as a topical goes, the CBD salve is good for that. You can do CBD internally too. Um, and then if it's actually, if it really is a wart, um, homeopathic Thuya 30C twice a day is really effective for that. Um, there's other homeopathics for different types of lumps and bumps and gross and tumor type things too. But, um, you know, just basic warts, Thuya is really good for that. Um, between those uh, multiple things should uh, should address your most common growth like that and help reduce that. Um, I've actually, on limited occasions with people that I know, <laughs> we have actually just taken a, um, like a braidette rubber band tiny rubber band mm -hmm. and banded it and let it pop off i've had that work a couple times but i'm not saying you should do that i'm not giving you know i'm not saying you ought to do that but uh we have to, i have done that a couple times with a couple different dogs and hit, that's been successful but and have they stayed away yeah so, so far so here's a question. So some people want to know how long, like the Thuya um, and the other things like that, would you say? Um, till it's gone. Till it's gone. Okay. And not for life. We're talking about just until it's gone, guys. Okay. Well, if it's if it's actually a, a tumor, um, I probably would, and you're doing the mushrooms, I probably would do those for a pretty long time and look at what you're doing or what your dog's exposed to that's causing it to form those tumors and try to get rid of that because um it's you know it's there for a reason so if there's well, a propensity for that to happen i would continue using the the mushrooms well i will say this that the 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 sweet uh, pet parent that contacted me about these uh, i did inquire about the vaccines and uh, you know she's like well i can't get her groomed without the vaccine so she is getting vaccines so this could be one of the problems yeah then you look for alternative things to that there's some mobile groomers that um will work without that there's there's places that will take waivers there's places that will take titers there's 
yeah, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's ways ar- around that. It's not the most convenient thing in the world, but, um, if you look into it, most of the time you'll, you'll find a way out or just go buy a pair of clippers. I mean, I'd rather my dog have a bad haircut than cancer. They're like, what kind of cuts that is my cut, <laughs> right? It's called the anti-vac cut. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so that's cool. Well, one of my, you know, neighbors found, found, and, and look, you just kind of look around and you got to talk to vets. There are some vets out there that will do spay neuter without vaccine, you know, history schedule, all that kind of stuff. Um, there are groomers. The problem with groomers is they do, they are at a bigger risk than the general public of getting bit of having some sort of a bite. And so most groomers are leery of doing a a dog without a rabies vaccine for that reason, which, you know, I, uh, from their perspective, I, I get it, but I also understand that that doesn't really make any difference, but um, that's usually why the groomers are like that. The, you know, in the, the actual facilities, um, the, you know, different states have different requirements, but in all states require rabies, but some states are, some states are waiver states. Colorado is a waiver state. So if you can get a vet to write you a waiver, um, of course the facility doesn't necessarily have to accept it, but there are, I mean, I did when I, when I was, when I was managing happy trails, I would take, anything you know so there's ways of ways around that it's it just takes a little bit of effort to figure out what it is but i will admit that you know one of the reasons that i have the dogs that i have is because i i i know i wouldn't groom them myself and i don't have to go to groom so that's why (laughs) that's why i have shorter dogs you know, that's, that is, that is something to consider, right? So if you don't want to have to do these certain types of things that are required, um, then we have to look at what type of dogs we get, right? So right. if you don't want to have to pay a lot of money for food, you obviously want a smaller dog, right? right. If you want to keep them on a good diet, if you don't want to do the vaccine schedule, then we've got to look at something other than the typical boarding facility and the groomers and even some dog trainers. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to throw you over to doggy Dan. Doggy Dan has online training. I get paid nothing, uh, but I love him. I think he's so adorable and his staff is great and his training is great. So it's called doggy Dan. Uh, Look him up and tell him we sent you from uh, raw dog food and company. And his program is the online dog trainer. Thank you for straightening me out. Well, I mean, Doggy Dan would get you there, but his actual, his program is the online dog trainer. And I have, I have, I have his along with a couple of others, but yeah, he's pretty, he's got some, he's pretty fun. He is, and he is easy on the eyes. I'm just saying, Um, (laughs) (laughs) he's got a great, and he's got a great accent. Okay. And um, all right. So I want to ask you about goopy ears. This happens a lot. Is there a difference, Neely, if the goopy in the ears is clear or black? 
Um, difference how? Like, is one better than better or worse? Or yeah, I mean, is it is it just um, why is some goopy ear junk clearer or not as black as others? Or doesn't matter. I've not ever seen ear goop that wasn't black. So it's all black. Pretty well, much. Pretty, pretty much. much. I mean, I've, have you ever seen ear goop that wasn't black? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe maybe I just thought it wasn't all that dark. All right. So good. It's all I mean, black. Well, I mean, it's all all that I've ever seen is dark to, to some degree. But I mean, depends on what it depends on what's in it. I mean, uh, um, all ear goop is not created equal, which probably is what you were really asking. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> okay. Why isn't all goopy ears junk created equal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there's there's lots of different things that could be going on. I mean, you could have a uh, yeast infestation, you could have ear mites, you could have dirt, dirt, you could have regular earwax, you could have um, detox. Um, you know, so a, lot, a lot of times when a dog starts detoxing, it just comes out of all of its holes. You know. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Some of them produce excess wax for all kinds of all kinds of reasons. Usually, if there's a lot and it's really dark colored, though, there's something going there's something going on in there. They're either detoxing or they're having um some sort of a yeast or bacterial overgrowth of some sort, or there's an injury. Or I haven't really seen any. I mean, in Texas, we used to have ear mites all the time, you know. Just in um, the ears? Just in the ears. Well, that's why they call them ear mites. Yeah. So the horses would get them, the dogs would get them, the cats would get them. Um, good luck getting them, fixing the horses. I mean, I think we had one horse that would let us treat them for it. The dogs we have the most success with, and good luck catching the cats. Um. But yeah, those are nasty if they if they run rampant. But I think that's more of a it's more common in the South. But those so are nasty. People tend to use uh, little, you know, ear cleaners, Q-tips. Q-tips. <laughs> but my mom got this really bad earache, and she said my doctor told me that I should never stick anything in my ear. And I said, Well, how are you going to clean the wax out? So. Right? Right. So my question is this. You use anything to clean out your dog's earwax? Uh short answer no, but my dogs have naturally clean ears. But I I wouldn't use a when you're doing your own ear, you can feel it. And I'm sure that if you've used a Q-tip, you have on occasion gone gone too far, gone too deep, and it hurts like a you-know-what, right? Mm-hmm. So can you imagine doing that to a dog? And can you imagine the dog being still enough that they're not going to jerk and, you know, that's going to go. So, yeah, I wouldn't do it to a dog. But the, um, just take a um, a cloth or you know, a paper towel or um, toilet paper or something like that and put it on the end of your finger and 
you know, your finger's big enough, it's not going to go far enough down. And just kind of clean out around there. Or, you know, the corner of a, a cloth or something and kind of twist it and put it, you can put it a little bit further down in there without, I mean, it's soft enough and there's not, it's not stiff enough that it's going to go far enough down that it's going to hurt or do any damage. I wouldn't stick anything down there. And only do it if need be, right? I mean, it's not yeah, like... Yeah, and don't, don't clean them just because. But the other easiest way to do it, too, is just you take the solution and, you know, squirt a little bit in there and do the massage thing at the base of the ear so you hear it squish, 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 and let them go, and they'll shake their head, and then if there's anything in there, it's going to come flying out. So then you get the um, cloth or whatever and clean out, you know, around the outside on the flap of the ear, whatever. Um, but that's probably the most effective way to get anything loosened up and out from down there. But definitely don't clean them just because it's just like, I mean, um, all parts of the body have its own has its own microbiome. So you have the one everybody knows about is in the gut, but the skin has its own biome. The ears have their own nose, mouth, eyes, feet, all those different parts of the body have it, have it has its own microbiome and it's all a little bit different. So, you know, you don't want to be continually disturbing something like that. It's never going to, it's never going to equilibrate if you, if you keep disturbing it and giving it i don't know how you don't disturb it if you go to the groomers all the time again another reason why i don't have dogs that need to be groomed but i mean there are some breeds that you legit have to keep their coat you you either have to brush them every day if they're going to have a full coat or they have to be regularly cut or they just are out of control you know so but i mean Uh, like like you know doodles and poodles and um shih tzus and um those types of dogs that yeah their hair will just grow until just put them in dreadlocks oh well and then you gotta then you gotta deal with what goes what grows in the dreadlocks (laughs) but but you've got like the there's multiple breeds of dogs that have dreads too. Let's see. There's a uh, Commodores and Poolies and there's a couple others that um, I can't remember the name of. And then I'm sure there's some that I don't even know about, but um, that's their regular coat. But I mean, you know, somebody was asking me this the other day too, about how is using a shedding tool or, you know, about shedding and, is it harmful or helpful to curry the dog and use a deshedding tool and all that kind of stuff? And like, well, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, you have uh, dead hair and um, skin and all that. And you want to help them get rid of that so that the, the skin can breathe and get rid of all the all the dead hair and stuff so that then you know the new hair can grow in and 
so yeah, it's definitely a, an important part of keeping the coat healthy, but plus it helps relieve in, in some, in some breeds like Chesapeake's and labs and more, some of the, those are the only two that I know of. I'm sure there's others, but you know, dogs that are in the water a lot, they have, they have different skin oils that, you know, that they produce to protect their coat while they're in the water kind of thing. So it helps stimulate, stimulate that and keep, you know, keep the, keep the skin healthy and clean and the pores open and that kind of thing. So on the ears, one of our customers came in yesterday. He has two great Pyrenees. They were eating the raw, then they stopped. So he put him back on kibble. Then they were eating the raw and they stopped. They put him back on kibble. He's kind of gone back and forth in this because um, he lives in his RV and travels. And he said, I'm having, he, he wanted a supplement. He said, do you have a supplement for this reoccurring you know, ear goopy, black. Well, that's, from, that's from the kibble. That's what I said. I said, well, here's the deal. I could waste your money. I could take your money and sell you some um, supplements here that won't do a daggum thing. All you got to do is take the kibble out. And uh, I said, I understand the frustration. I don't really know what's going on with the Pyrenees. Um, you know, I mean, they go back and forth between raw and kibble. And I said, but that's really what the issue is. Is there any other thing? I mean, okay, it's the kibble. We know that. But let's just say um, that you're not going to take the kibble out or a pet parent isn't going to take the kibble out. And it might be a waste of money. But is there any supplement that we have that you would say, all right, try this? For ears? Hmm. I say no. A supplement? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't even think, e there's even not a there's not a quick easy fix for that. That's that's you just have to stop toxic input, and kibble is kibble is a big toxic input. Yeah, it is. It really, really is, and it's it's uh it's tough on pet parents. I was talking to a pet parent this morning. And, you know, she's, she's scratching her head. She has a, a, mall, um, a mastiff. So a big dog, right? She's feeding three pounds mm -hmm. a day. Wow. And, she, and she was doing the commercial raw and then she came over to pure raw, but this dog, he's, he's a funny mastiff. He tends to like things frozen, eat things, you know, the food frozen. Um, <laughs> he must run hot. I know. I was like, Ew. but, um, Anyway, she was saying, you know, he's just so picky and he won't eat and like he won't eat in a certain bowl and he wants this other bowl. And I said, well, how long is the longest you've gone, you know, when he says, I'm not eating that? And she said, yeah, two hours. Oh, <laughs> my said, God. I said, well, you probably got to so go. I'd go three days. But wait, let me tell you why, why she said that. And I feel for her on this one. But she said, here's why I don't go longer than two hours. Because he starts the foamy, you know, vomits, and he'll go well, outside. That's and because she's she's doing that. That's something. If they do that, you you know, to get to get them out of that cycle, you have to go through a little bit of it happening. 
Because you have to stop that immediate cycle. The, and, you know, if you feed the hunger pukes, you're going to continue to have hunger pukes. If you get off of the schedule, you feed once a day like you're supposed to. So that dog, did you see the dog? No, I have not seen the dog. But I but I did. You, I, I bet you he's overweight. Well, I, I she's feeding him too much. I, I did say this. I did say this. I said, typically when I ask a pet parent, um, you know, what is happening if the dog's not eating? And I look at the body and I say, mm, dog's a little overweight. Something's going on here because if a dog's not eating um, and he's not eating anything, then I'm going to see ribs and hip bones. So I, she did admit that she said, you know, it's really tough. She's, she's vegan. Number one. Um, so well, she should want to feed him less and less often then. Well, maybe she just doesn't know. And I'll go back and, and, and reiterate, look, let's just do once a day. Um, and about this hunger pukes, you know, that you're going to, and here's what she said. She said, we just had our carpets cleaned and he's always doing this on the carpet. It's <laughs> like, well, uh, he's a massive, you, massives are like one of the drooliest breeds on the planet. Yeah. Two. I mean. All right. So, so for that particular dog, your recommendation would be this feed him once a day. And if you're going to feed once a day, Niels, are you, do you typically do it in the morning or are you doing it at night? Well, so I feed in the morning just because, just because, but it, and with a lot of dogs, it doesn't matter. The more natural state, if you have a, if, if you have a legitimately picky dog and a very primal dog, like a lot of the really primal breeds, like the, like the northern breeds and the, um, you know what I'm saying? The ones that are the, the shepherds and, and the northern breeds and the, the, um, African breeds and things like that, that are, that are closer, tend to be more, more primal than your lap dog mm -hmm. types, right? They tend to, would rather eat in the evening and it's a more normal circadian rhythm type of thing for, for them to eat in the evening. And usually if a dog does have a preference it's for the evening. So if it doesn't matter to the person, to their schedule, then I would, you know, you can default to the evening, but, um, most dogs doesn't don't really care. It doesn't make a huge difference. And then you have the problem of, well, if I feed them at night, then they got to get up and go go outside at three in the morning, and that you know. So there's that problem too. So, um, the the best answer is whatever time is the most convenient for you. You know, be it in the morning, be it in the afternoon, be it late at night. What whatever is going to be most convenient for you is the time that I would say to do it unless there's um, another reason to do it a different time, you know, from the dog's perspective. Um, but the, the reason that they do those hunger pukes is because, and we've talked a little bit about this before is it, it, it's all, it's all physiology. And if, if it is a massive and he's drooly and, you know, is he really puking or is he just 
slobbery and drooling. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Right? But I so, think that's that's good advice. So the other thing, so she's saying like he's walking away from the food and she's not know, hungry. And I'm like, okay. So I said, well, let's just let's parse this out, right? So she's gonna he will eat beef blend or a beef uh, ground beef from the grocery store. I said, okay. I don't blame him. <laughs> He's going to eat ground beef. So he eats some ground beef. And then she said, I'm going to mix in uh, the beef blend, you know, that has the bones and organs and see, see if he likes it that way. I said, and then what you can do is you can also buy um, the. Uh, Put some there's... tripe in there. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. We'll see if she she can stay in that, but um, you know another another vet had, had kind of thrown out. Well, maybe he doesn't like organs. Maybe he doesn't like this. And I said I don't know. I don't really know. It's hard to know, but I can just tell you what we we've gathered over many many years. I said so. Do this. Um, get your beef from the grocery store that he likes. That's fine. Then get you some better bones. Okay, because that's easy. Put that in there and get you some organs and let's stack it. Will he eat the beef? Yeah. Will he eat the beef and the better bones? Great. Will he eat the beef and the better bones and the organs? And if he will, then there's nothing that he shouldn't be eating from the blend, right? So I I, I just don't know. There's a lot of things. She's like, look, when I go out of town, my husband just is like, I'm going to give him like this, gra this you know, I, what'd she say? Like roasted uh turkey or i don't it wasn't that it was something like some some cut of something from the grocery store and cheese and stuff like she's like nah stop so i think it's a matter of it's a big dog they don't uh, they aren't comfortable with letting you know this dog not eat because then he has the hunger pukes then he messes up their carpet so they're in sort of this catch 22 right now so anyhow did, did she do you know how much he weighs and how much she's feeding him she said three pounds a day Oh, no, that's right. Do you know how big he is? I don't, but I can find out. So I'll find out if he's getting overfed. I'll, I'll well, get a picture. I can get a picture. That would too. be three pounds. Would be um. Well, he's over. He's over a hundred pounds. That would be for a hundred and fifty pound dog. Yeah. Well, great pyramids are okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But I mean, most most mastiff. It depends on what kind of mastiff, obviously, but. Your typical mastiff is not going to be that big. Okay. I'm going to see if she'll send me a picture right now. Um, all right. So that's, that's good stuff. Hey, I, I want to, um, I want to read something um, from Stephanie Hunter. Stephanie Hunter is um, an amazing pet parent. She has a great Dane. And this Great Dane was diagnosed with um, with um, uh, uh, cancer. Okay, twenty six months ago. Twenty six months ago. Um, you know what? I ha I have to go back through uh, these emails and look. Okay. Oh, it's lymphoma, okay. lymphoma, and hepatitis. So she was diagnosed with lymphoma and hepatitis in March, 2021. Um, they did one round of chemotherapy and, and then she went into remission, but 
She said shortly after that, she joined a holistic cancer group on Facebook and everyone raved about this podcast and Dr. Jasek. And she said, you know, she started feeding raw. She bought all the supplements. And so um, she's been giving me all of these updates. And when she um, back in uh, 2022 in September, um, she gave me an update and I sent her a T-shirt a raw dog food t-shirt. So she always goes to the vet who doesn't like raw in the raw dog and the raw dog food (laughs) t-shirt. So uh, she keeps me updated on Aurora. Aurora is this um, great Dane. And she sent this to me uh, May 26th. And she said, hi, Didi. I just wanted to give you an update. Aurora has made it to 26 months in remission and blew her conventional oncologist mind yet again. And in parentheses, <laughs> she put, while wearing your raw dog food tea shit. Now, I think she meant shirt, but she put shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's a typo. <laughs> and she said, uh, continued thanks for the podcast. I listen every day to you and your wonderful guests. Stay raw girlfriend, Stephanie Lockwood. <laughs> so thank you, Stephanie, for that update on um uh, on uh well, Aurora. Great. I know, isn't that cool? I, I just think that's so funny. So the dog wears the t-shirt, not the pet parent. <laughs> oh. The, the dog. dog wears the t-shirt. That's funny. yeah. The dog wears the t-shirt in, and uh, so she is uh, blowing the oncologist's mind. So uh, that was a great, and we hope that uh, Aurora stays in remission. And you know, uh, for any of these dogs that have cancer, and I get these questions all the time, Neely. The dog has cancer. My dog has an enlarged heart. My dog has uh, myocarditis. My dog has liver disease. My dog. I. What should I feed them? I'm like, well, raw. <laughs> yeah, that that always kills me too. You're you're asking a, a raw dog food company what you should feed. Uh, uh, hello, <laughs> right? I mean, but, I, I know when there's something wrong with your dog, your brain goes to mush, but still. <laughs> so I'm going through this with my with my uh, cousin right now, and so transitioned this Yorkie beautifully onto uh, raw. Loves it. You know, we pulled out all the bad treats, got rid of the greenies, got rid of the milk bone, got rid of the prescription diet, um, got rid of the flea and tick. Well, they've already done the monthly thing, the flea and tick and the heartworm. Um, and, and you know, I said, look, you can't do any more of these because he's got a mass inside of the liver, right? Oh, goodness. But, yeah, I can't. Yeah. But one of the things that was happening was she said his poops still aren't as solid as I would like for them to be. And so I've been going through all this stuff and sent her some things. And then I remembered that she was doing these Dasequin uh, chewables, okay? Um, And they're called Dasequin Advanced, okay? So I looked these up today. It's Uh called, yeah, Dasequin Advanced for dogs. It's a joint supplement. Now, guys, whenever we see loose poops, uh, we're always going to look down the line. But this was so obvious to me because I started looking at the ingredients, but here, here's what I found is in the, um, let me just read you what's in the other ingredient list. So the first, they put the ingredients that sound really good at the top, at the very bottom, they'll put the other ingredients. Here's what it is. Uh, fish oil, glycerin, lethachin, a uh, mixed tocopherols. Here's where it gets natural flavor, rosemary extract, soy proteins, isolate starch and vegetable oils. Yeah, I was like, there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot better things to use 
Yeah. Does the dog need a joint supplement? Or- well, that's what I said. I, he's he's tiny. I was like, is he limping? I mean, like, you know, these Yorkies are really small. I think that um, some pet parents just believe, right? The narrative is I need to support the joints when my dog becomes a senior. And what we're saying is not unless you need to. Yeah, I have seen time after time after time people start giving glucosamine or chondroitin or joint supplements just because and um the dog will develop problems because of the supplement. You don't you don't supplement, you don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, your diet should be providing everything the body needs to um, take care of the joints and the growth and the bones and all that kind of stuff. And, um, if you are giving synthetic supplements like that, um, it just inhibits the body from taking care of itself and it's using synthetic components. So back in the day, I mean, if you had a dog or a horse that was showing lameness or, or, pain or something like that those supplements were like um miraculous because within a couple of days the limping would be gone that's that's different but you you support that through the diet you don't do it with that synthetic stuff and there's all different kinds of ways to go about it and you don't don't ever don't ever add a supplement just because you know that's one of the reasons all of our quote unquote supplements are whole food items. They're not supplements per se. They're just supplements because they're powdered and in a jar. But um, I'm never going to be in favor of any of those synthetic things like that. Right. They they're way more trouble than they're worth. And just by just by the inactive ingredients alone, I mean, there's all kinds of things in there that can specifically cause inflammation and in a tiny dog like that you know who knows that that didn't play a part in the uh um mass on the liver yeah but but the whole point is if you have a situation like this or you have cancer you have whatever the the illnesses diseases the unwellness is in the dog the Everything that you do needs to be clean, right? Because we got to clean out, get out of the way. Stop putting things in the body that are causing the body to be overloaded, to be overworked and not be able to do its job. So that is something that we, that we hope that we can kind of help people understand because nutrition, they're they're like, it's so complicated. It's not really complicated. It's not really complicated. (laughs) It's not really complicated. It's got to be clean, right? You can assist the body with clean, better foods, right? That's the way you assist it. Clean, better water. That's- yeah, the the person I talked to this morning, um, she was she she been through the the ringer kind of with with um, one of her dogs, and um, she you know that same trap that we talk about with the facebook groups and you know balance has to be exactly this and exactly that and um she was trying really hard to make everything perfect and um you know feeling bad about 
you know, making herself paranoid like like it does. And so we talked about it and talked her through it. And she had all the right stuff and she was doing a great job. And um, I just kind of talked through that whole thing. And was like, yeah, that makes so much more sense. And um, um, so we kind of leveled everything out. And now she's going to have a lot easier time without freaking herself out, um, you know, feed, feeding this one dog with the issue and then her other dog, too. So um, that'll be... It'll be good, but it's, again, you know, people making, um, you know, just throwing stuff out there that is ridiculous mm-hmm. Make it, and making it harder on people and making them second guess themselves and question everything and making it, you know, 10 times harder than it really is. I, I say that all the time. I'm like, you know, when I look on next door, you know, at this way. Oh, I'm gonna, gosh. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Do people just have a whole lot of time to complain about everything and worry about everything? I don't. I don't. I mean, I worry about enough, you know, just keeping our right. industry alive. Right. Trying to keep a target off my back. You know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, but anyway. Here's here's the great thing, guys. Here at Raw Dog Food and Company, you have access to amazing health professionals, and that is Neely Piazza is one of those amazing health professionals. Like I said, Neely is always studying and researching, and if something comes up that is contrary to what we've thought in the past, she's gonna she's gonna take a look at that too. She's not afraid to look at what might be different. Okay. Um, you're not, yeah, I've changed my mind about a lot of things in the last five years. (laughs) Right. And, and you're not being paid paid by uh, certain organizations to have a certain stance. Uh, She will help you untangle this web of misinformation that is out there. She will help you be more confident in feeding. She will help you be more confident in your own, um, decisions and 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 that is important most people are a whole lot more on the ball and smarter than they're giving themselves credit for right right that's what i was i was saying i was saying look you know i think you know what to do you've got to trust yourself and then you know I know there's a lot of information out there and sometimes we just need to tweak it right we need to tweak it we need to um help you understand that a clean body is a healthy body. You're going to give yourself and your dogs the biggest chance um, to get well, to do what the body knows how to do. If you get out of its way and you don't buy into all of the things that are on the front of a treat, a topper, this and stay out of those Facebook groups. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, stay. Yeah, or you know, don't believe everything that they tell you either. I mean, there's, there's, there are some good ones out there, but um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to moderate them, and it's hard to monitor. You know, the moderators have problems with, them. and then there's some really bad ones too. But that's true with anything. But um, one thing you said just a minute ago is key: get out of the way 
you know, the body will heal itself given if you give it a chance. Just get out of its way. So, yeah, that's that's a key key component to everything right there. And we'll support you. Exactly. We, we will support exactly. you. All right, everybody, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. We have your food, we have your bones, we have your treats, and we have the whole food supplements, okay? We have to call them supplements, but they're called whole food. We should say whole food boosters. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. Uh, although the word boosters got a bad connotation. Yeah, uh, that's now. got a bad connotation okay. right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you can work with Neely Piazza. All you have to do is go to our learning center. And uh, she is right there under health consults. Uh, you'll find Neely. Or you can also go over to her website, wholeanimalwellness.com. Get signed up with her today. Get over to Raw Dog Food and Company, you guys, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, Miss Neely. Bye, y'all. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.